this is Funding the Dream on Kickstarter, and I'm Lawrence O'Brien, the London Whisperer. No, nothing's changed in the world. I am English. Um, this evening, this afternoon, this morning, or wherever you are in the world, um, I'm going to be uh, hosting at the moment because Richard is temporarily indisposed. And uh, no, wait, hang about. No, I can hear the system. That's definitely Richard. He's on his way. Richard, are you there? Yes, I'm here. You're terrible. <laughs> You're terrible. Lawrence, it's great to have you back on the show. It's been too long. It has. It's been way too long. It's been too Where long. Yeah, and it's been well, it's been over a year. Fans have been crying out, when are we going to have the London Whisperer back? So I thought, you know, since you're in the area, that, hey, why not? So where are you in the area today? Oh, at this very moment, I'm talking to you from the, the old doctor's house in Tetbury, in Gloucestershire, in England. Wow, and just so anybody knows, I'm not there. <laughs> so no, no, funny enough. Funny the enough. roaring fire is here, and a large spider is on the wall, but you're not that spider. Well, in my last episode that you haven't heard yet, did you listen to my last episode? No, it's sitting on my Blackberry waiting for me. No, there's a big old spider that crawled across the wall during my episode that I had to kill on air live. So I, I did. You trap it? Shouldn't you trap it and release it in the wild? No, because yeah. it might come back. And, and bring it friends. And be mad. So the fact that you have one of your own, so uh, I guess this is the, the, we'll call these the spider episode. So let's, what are we here to talk about? Uh, we're to, here to talk about Camelot the Build. Camelot the Build. Now let's, let's, let's bring our listeners up to speed here um, okay. in case they didn't understand what you were saying because your accent. Same. Full stop because of the accent, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I struggle with that a little bit. You and I, a couple, about a year and a year and a half ago, started kind of working on this idea that to bring back a a game legend, we'll just a game legend, and to bring back some new ideas out of the minds of Julius Julian Musgrave, right? That's correct. And That's correct. We mentioned it. Yeah. Yep, we mentioned it. Uh, it's been over a year ago, and now you have taken this journey and been on this journey, and you're about to basically go live with it. Tell us a little bit about what's going on. Well, many, 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 many years ago, back in 1985, when the world was young and I had hair, Wotan Games started producing board games out of the back of a game store in London, starting with the Sorcerer King. And moved on from the Sorcerer King to the King Arthur and Knights of the Round Table and Excalibur and other such titles as Robin Hood and Merlin, etc., and was successful, uh, but towards the end of the 90s, when the, the great evil that was the Lord video game um, started to take over the world, um, we decided to return to the island of uh, Albion, to Avalon, uh, and to rest. And uh, over the years, I kept in contact with Julian Musgrave, the other half of Wotan Games now, um, just to make sure, basically, that he wasn't dead. Uh, and uh, he lived, praise God. And uh, we got together, and we would talk about things like games, 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 and games, and games and whether we should get back into games production. And we had a game at the time called uh, Cathedral. Note that down. You'll be using that in pub quizzes later on in the year. And it was uh, about a tile-laying game. And we thought, no, wait, we do the Arthurian legend. So let's bring this up to date for us and make Camelot the focus. And we created Camelot the Build. And we hawked it around. I did. I went to Spiel 
in Essen last year and spoke to such uh, short, abbreviated named companies of Heidelberg of Spielevelag and uh, showed them the game and they were amazed and surprised and entertained. And from the back of that, uh, we put it all together and went, hey, let's actually make the game, bring in some artists like Dan Peterson and the original Ed Dovey. Yes, he's alive too. And uh, David Powell. And we created a witty, whimsical game about filling in Camelot, uh, the castle. There you go. Is that up to speed? Did That's you breathe? <gasps> no, I was saving that to the end. <laughs> <laughs> so in case anybody didn't quite understand what he just said. Um, I said that yeah. in slow. No, don't say it again slowly. Uh, we don't have enough time. Uh, what we've got is you got involved with Julian, who had been making games from the 80s, uh, yep. Had a new game and thought, yep. hey, let's bring this back and bring back some of those. And we're seeing this across the industry now. Uh, I've been on the uh, the phone with uh, all kinds of legendary game designers, game producers who are seeing this Kickstarter thing as a yep. way to kind of bring back and, and re-blossom. Uh, re I don't know if that's the right word, but basically pump. Return, anything with the word re in front of it. Revitalize. Revitalize, return. Uh, re something. Yeah, right. reborn. Reborn. Revolution. There was the industry funding opportunity that Kickstarter provides is amazing because it's so many people have have great ideas. They've got loads of old games that could be rebooted and new content that's sitting on the shelves that they haven't brought to the market because, well, it was quite a slog like the music industry used to be. But that change has happened over the last few years and you know we we got in quite early uh, when we got together with the whole winter spiel created the games whisperer stuff um and realized that the the business has changed the actual way to fund money has changed and the games industry itself is changing radically and, and it is and it's very cool to see uh, some of these old timers who are be starting to cat Cash in is not the right word, but there are fans no. built in. There's a fan base of 30-year fan base built in that is just excited to see stuff that they remember from their childhood or their youth yeah. that they yeah. now have the money. And now they're like, yeah, I want to back that because that's nostalgic and it brings back some memories. But it's not just the old stuff because in this case, yeah. Camelot the Build is actually a new game designed by mm -hmm. Julian, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, brand new uh, from straight out of his brain. And uh, slightly revamped. We went over it several times, play tested it till he never won, and I always did. And uh, basically, uh, we came out. It's a great game. It plays in about 30 minutes, has three rules. That's the number between two and four. Three rules. And uh, it's, it's great. Whimsical, witty, lots of stratagems. Fantastic stuff. Okay. Now, let's talk about uh, your pursuit of the Kickstarter campaign for this, because uh, you're pursuing it. So this is going to be a question people are asking. You are in England, mm -hmm. which is a part of the United Kingdom. Indeed it is. Wow, see, I did really well in history and geography. Good job. Well done. Kickstarter has a, a platform for yeah. the UK for Kickstarter, but you've chose not to go that route. No, we've decided uh, to go the American route, as you put it. Uh, how, would, how would you put it? Route. Root, okay. okay. Root, as in beer. As in, as in potato is a root. Is a potato, yes. Okay. As potato is a root, that's correct. That's okay. right. Go ahead. Very good. That's not bad. All right. You know. Um, anyway, grammar aside, 
the uh, the marketplace for us, uh, English speaking or American speaking marketplace, is, is bigger in America than it is in the United Kingdom. And if we uh, to reach out a new Kickstarter campaign and hand uh, this this gel or jewel even this gem uh, into into a, a game marketplace, it would make sense for us to do it in America. And certainly uh, with the fact that we have uh, PSI. Are our master distributors based out of Atlanta? And based out uh, of where? Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta. There you Atlanta. go. Atlanta, 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 Atlanta Georgia. Yeah, Georgia, and um, they they're based out of uh, based out of Georgia. So as our stuff's being manufactured uh, or will be manufactured in China, and we ship to the United States, it makes good sense to do the Kickstarter to campaign a base around that, so people don't have to pay like vast sums in in transport. So. Have you done have because you, you've done a, a couple of Kickstarter campaigns? Have you done any in the UK on the UK platform, or have they all been through the American site? I think at the moment all the stuff we've done so far is through the American site. Now there is a role for Kickstarter campaigns in the UK. Oh sure, absolutely, and and certainly in some of the film content that uh, I'll be working uh, in in the last re- last few months of this year and next year particularly. Uh, we'll do uh, some of those out of the United Kingdom. Yeah, because it makes sense. It's the people we're reaching out to, the the, the films and stuff are, uh, are UK-based in their story as well as in the physical locations because of their story. So we'll, we'll reach out in the United Kingdom. But here, the markets really for board games still significantly are the United States of America and Germany. And um, so it makes, you know, it's a no-brainer. No um, to basically pitch it into the United States of America, long may it rain. Okay, so that makes sense. And in this case, uh, this isn't your first t- Kickstarter campaign. You and I have worked on a couple in the past, and sure. so some of the things that you're, you've been working on uh, to get the word out, so to speak, because you've been working on this uh, for quite a while now, for several months at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Desperate, desperately trying to find the build the tribe around the clan of Wotan. Uh Yeah, that's. Uh, it's a, it's a difficult. It's not a, it's not so much a difficult thing. It's a time consuming thing, uh, and I think that's that's true of, of anything you want to really do well. You have to put some uh, put some serious time into it. Yeah, and reaching out socially, Facebook, Google Plus, that sort of stuff. Uh, I got to do a whole load of stuff in Board Game Geek. God bless them, and to to basically make the, them aware that Camelot the Build is is about to be here and fill in all the blanks over some of our histories. It's really been because when I, obviously back in 1985, dare I say it, when I was a, a, a young strap of a man uh, and not the senior uh, weathered uh, man that you know. Yeah, there's regularly. a lot more man there now than there was when you were younger. God bless you, sir, and I'll I'll, I'll bear that in mind next time I'm down the gymnasium. <laughs> and, and, on that, it was, you know, there was so much stuff going on about Wotan and conversations and games and titles and stuff like that. And I only knew snippets. And, and it's been a real journey filling all those emotional and informational blanks in Wotan's history, in my mind, to have a full understanding of it. It's been, it really has been a, a real pleasure uh, putting all the pieces together. But I tell you what, publishing a board game, man, there's a real learning cliff in that one. It in really what way? is. Well, you know, it's. Back in back in the eighties and nineties, you know, an artist would paint a painting, and you would you would do some graphics and glue that on, and then take it to a printer, and he'd scan it, and and it was all analog. And nowadays, you you, you know, you do all this artwork, you don't even see it necessarily, and then it's 
you know, produced and printed and photographed and it's all digitally stored and then it goes straight to printers and the other side of the planet and, and then they look at it and, and template it and send it back to you and it all happens in a blink of an eye, Richard, in a blink of an eye. Marvellous. Interesting. It does. And it's so it, exci- it, it is amazing. Kickstarter, uh, this whole concept of crowdfunding, and one of the reasons this podcast focuses on the board game industry is because the board game industry is really, when it comes to crowdfunding, this rewards base is really pushing the envelope and, ex- and expanding what is capable. Because it, the, the format you just described has hit so many industries where it was the gatekeepers kind of kept control of things. And some of it was, um, was just sheer physical limitations. Sure. And now that money is flowing in and a lot of money mm. and, and you have a product and you have a demand and you have a market and now this global network is just all coming together, this uh, Kickstarter economy that's being built up is making mm-hmm. it possible where Julian, who really knows nothing about the technology side of it but knows how to design great games, oh, yeah, is able sure. to hook up with somebody like you and the two of you are just able to step forward and say, look, we'll just make this thing happen. Because I can remember when we first started the conversations with Julian, it was – I mean, the first half of our relationship was all about this new world, right? This brave new world that we live in that is not nothing relating to the way he remembers things used to be. No, no, it's. it's I mean, the funny thing was is it was it was the conversations that started us to the possibility of even considering getting back into game publishing was the funding possibilities presented by Kickstarter. But then it was like, how does that actually connect to traditional board game manufacturing? And it's like, well, no, we don't traditionally manufacture them that way anymore. It's, these things are changed because we print it, you know, whereas before we would print it in four countries, the cover of four languages. Because when it, I think it was King Arthur came out in Swedish, French, German and English and, and Excalibur were a multiple language, you would work with other companies and you would publish bits, numbers each. And put your own languages in. Now you just just pile it all off to China, and they just produce it, and you just put your language conversions on the internet, and people print them out themselves, or print it out right, or you'll print out the multiple copies if it's a short manual, mm-hmm. right? You just and then so many mm-hmm. games now, particularly the Euro games, have no uh, localization issues when it comes to the, the components, the bits and pieces. Oh, no. and to be fair, for uh, for Wotan back in 1992 or three when we brought out Robin Hood. It was published in Germany. The rules were in German, but the pieces were entirely independent of that. You could just right. download the English rules and play the game. You didn't need to. You didn't need to uh, localize. To ch- right. Yeah, yeah. You had to localize the pieces. Well, fascinating. The game is. Um, you can look for it on Kickstarter under Wotan Games called Camelot: The Build. Yeah, and, part uh, of the Camelot Chronicles. We have a, a set of games coming out that are all based around um, quick playing times, small number of rules. And under the theme of Camelot? Under the, well, not limited to it, but under the theme of Camelot. For example, Camelot the Build, Camelot the Guilds, Camelot the Four Towers, that sort of stuff. That's guilds, as in guilds of people who are craft people, not guilds, as in fish, just in case that was lost <laughs> in translation. Camelot the Guilds, not the fish version. That's not, unless we get a lot of demand, we're unlikely to bring out that expansion. Well, I appreciate you taking a few minutes from your uh, travels throughout the countrysides of England to uh, join us. You're sitting, and, and while we're talking, I can see you actually through Skype. You're sitting in front of a hearth 
Um, all, all bundled up. With a burning log fire in it right now. Right there. That is so yeah. English. You're just uh, enjoying yourself so much. Lawrence, thanks for, uh, for having a, a chat with me, and we're going to do this uh, more okay. often. Indeed. Thank you very much, Richard. Always a pleasure. Always. You've been listening to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. I'm Richard Bliss, the host. My guest, actually my co-host, not my guest, but my co-host, who uh, joined me this time is the London Whisperer, Mr. Lawrence O'Brien. And he's part of Wotan Games, and they're coming out with Camelot the Build, which you can find on Kickstarter. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you've heard something that's been inspiring. I always do, particularly when I talk to my friend Lawrence. We'll talk to you soon. We'll look forward to seeing your project out on Kickstarter. Take care.